cowboy leads a different kind of life when there were cowboys. They're a dying breed. Still means something to me, though. A couple of days, we'll move this herd across the river, driving through the valley. Oh, <laughs> there's nothing like bringing in a herd. See, now that's great. Your life makes sense to you. <laughs> What's so funny? You city folk, you worry about a lot of shit, don't you? Shit? Yeah. My wife basically told me she doesn't want me around. She read it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, how old are you? 38. 39. Yeah. You all come up here about the same age, same problems. Spend about 50 weeks a year getting knots in your rope, and then, and then you think two weeks up here will untie time for you. None of you get it. Do you know what the secret of life is? No, what? This. Your finger? One thing. Just one thing. You stick to that and everything else don't mean shit. That's great, but what's the one thing? That's what you gotta figure out. Jack Palance's voice. There's nobody's voice like his voice sounds like leather. Yeah, yeah like yeah. if le well, I guess leather does have a sound, but it, it's so rough and well, like. I need to go back and look at his really super early work where he mm -hmm. didn't we where he didn't look this old. Did he ever not? But look <laughs> that's yeah, I guess what I'm saying is shit. if he's like 20 with that voice, that yeah. kind of would be weird, yeah. right? Well, it's interesting because when I first saw, so that was City Slickers. Yeah, anybody who doesn't yeah. know, um, which I I love that movie. Um, but I only knew Jack Palance as the boss of the Joker from oh, when I was a kid from, from Batman. Yeah. yeah Batman with yep, Tumberg's Batman and you know again he's the even Nicholson even makes fun of it when he's like and Jack remember <laughs> you are my number one a guy you know like how like yeah. you know whispery and yep. dramatic it is but then um, you know he was the villain in uh, one of the all time classic uh, seminal western Shane oh, which yeah. is the movie that's referenced in Logan Oh really? You know, just I think you know I haven't out. seen too many westerns. Right, right. But it's yeah. that's the movie they cool. they're watching, and when she buries him, she gives that speech. Okay. Um. Anyway, it's you got know, it. Logan's kind of a western. Yeah. Also, sure, I think. sure, sure. But um. But cool. yeah, another fun fact about this though. Um. And I just remembered this. I recently was listening to uh, uh a uh Billy Crystal. Uh, it's actually a CD that my mom had had and he's talking about his career. Mm -hmm. And when city slickers came up, he actually tried to get, uh, Charles Bronson. Oh, that role sure. From a lot of Westerns and a big, yeah, tough guy yeah. and apparently Charles Bronson called him and was just, um, like livid, like angry, like Billy Crystal was like, yeah, we'd love to have you in this. And just like, you kill me on page 87, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Spoiler yeah. alert, that character yeah. dies in the movie. <laughs> movie came out in 1990, so you can't be mad at us. Um, but just literally like you little piss ant and just literally cussing him up and down and well, like hung up on him. weird. And Billy Crystal's like, listen, it's a great part. There's yeah. no, there's nothing yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to, you know, you're the sage wisdom mm -hmm. guy. You're this yeah. iconic cowboy in this it's movie. It's only positive. So years later, uh, after uh, Jack Palance won the Oscar uh -huh. for this for supporting actor, he ran into Charles Bronson and in saw him in a in, in the bar. Yeah, you know? 
and was gonna be Billy cordial Crystal and say, yeah, 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 Billy Crystal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was gonna be cordial and say hello, and apparently Palance just put his drink down and walked straight out. He was so angry <laughs> still, which is like. You feel bad, but also like, don't be a dick. You know what I mean? Like, That's what? A very are, you weird know, story. it's crazy, yeah. right? But Billy Crystal was like, yeah, he hated us for it, and then he, <laughs> yeah, we tried to tell him it was a quality role, and he didn't believe us, and that was that. So How funny. Anyway, so well, there you go. There's Hollywood's a little weird. trivia for you. Hollywood is weird, kids. Hollywood um, is weird. So, so is Jack Palance. My after watching that clip so many times, um, the thing I just took away from it his his. Cigarette continuity is real bad. <laughs> you don't, you know, that's something you don't have to worry about anymore. Yeah, because uh, I won't call it censorship, but as a society, we've decided not nah, to smoke anymore. You know, as as much as you say that, and it's like I guess in theory true. Um, cigarettes have made a huge comeback. I mean, they're in an enormous, in films, yes, an in enormous amount of films. Now. I have not noticed this. At I all. think uh, I think if we looked up some stats, uh, I'm sure like uh, truth. Dot org has some of that, but anyway, wow. um, but yeah, a, a significant amount more cigarettes today than you know 10 20 years ago. Really, yeah. I thought it had just been on decline straight since like the 90s. I don't 90s. think so, I don't think so. It's, on, it's on its way up, I think. I think, huh? That's well, crazy. I think I know. Um, uh, for, Google that, kids, and call us <laughs> exactly. and <laughs> check out. Um, so they are doing some work on my building right now, earthquake retrofitting. Oh. There's some banging. I'm really trying to record a round of the banging, but we're we're getting some of it. Sounds like Thor's gonna, hammer. I'm just going to do my best, and if we can play with it, then that's fine. But um, we want you guys to fill guys in. Don't speak English. I tried to. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with that. With them, yeah. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry. I just had to. You lobbed it in underhand. <laughs> So, um, so if I, you guys I, could just I, in yeah. your minds think of the melody from Terminator while the hammers come in, <laughs> it'll carry you through. Yeah, it's going to sound really dramatic and awesome as we talk. Um, real quick, before we kind of move yes, on from on. City Slickers, I just wanted to mention that really is one of my favorites. Um, and yeah. I think a movie that's obviously considered just a funny movie. Yeah. But really, if you go back and watch that film, man, that movie really is about you know a guy having a midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. And figuring out trying to figure out life nine. i know gross <laughs> dude so much closer now than when i used Patrick, to watch like, that movie sweating over here oh, oh god um it's happening why are you doing this to us god yeah um but uh, you know no really about friendship and and figuring things out mm -hmm. and you know getting your life kind of figuring out what you want your life to be and it's a really good movie and by today's standards it, it kind of feels like a tv movie almost i mean mm -hmm. there's nothing spectacular in how it's made i guess they used to make movies that were just that's yeah like that like what you would see now on yeah. tv and you would just never see no. on on a cinema screen unless no. it was something independent maybe right um but it's really really good worth checking out again if you haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in years super funny but yep. a lot of fun. And Jake and, Gyllenhaal's debut. He oh, played the right, son. The son yeah, He's barely in there. Exactly. He does an armpit fart sound. That was the beginning of Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> so hot that guy. Yeah, oh, so good. You knew he was going to be a star yeah. right there yeah. with that armpit fart. Um, and City Slickers 2 is also great. The, yeah. Just both of them are great. City Slickers 2, it's, uh, what's his name? Puts it over the top for me. Um who? Who plays the the brother? John Lovitz. Uh, John Lovitz. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, he's just bananas. So ridiculous. There's a whole argument in that movie about whether the sun sets in the west when you're in the west, or if you're past where the sun sets. And that's John. That's John Voight's presentation. And we all know the sun sets in the east because we're in the west. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> so great. That alone is worth checking it out. Anyway, that's very good. Anyway, so there you go. Well, City Slickers, everybody. Check it out. I love it. Well, moving on. We've been away for a couple of weeks doing all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah. What you been up to in the movie arena well, or TV arena? Uh, yeah. We, we've watched a, a couple of things. Um, I, I see that you've got on your list here uh, Aladdin. Yeah. Um, did you see it? 
Jess and I went and saw Aladdin, and we also went and saw Rocket Man. Cool. Yeah, I saw both of those. And I enjoyed Rocket Man. Yeah. I didn't enjoy Aladdin as much. So um, Rocket Man, uh, this is super interesting to me because I'm trying to figure out who I am as a person. Um, I (laughs) really did. Well, you got to go be a cowboy, (laughs) go to a range for a couple weeks, get your knots untied. Um, No, I'm only 31 though. So (laughs) I got got a while. Right in my face. Um, So uh, what was I going to say? Okay, so um, with Rocket Man, um, it, you can't help but compare it to Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah, just yeah, because yeah, of the sure. closeness sure. of the two. But, um, did you like Bohemian Rhapsody? I did like Bohemian Rhapsody, and I'm not on a saying, scale of one to ten. What would you give it? Um, six to seven. Okay, I'm I'm more of a five and a half. Okay, now now five, we we need yeah. to real quick, yeah. and I don't yeah, want yeah. to digress too much, but yeah. I had a huge debate years ago about mm. the scale. Okay. With my buddy Adam. Okay. You know. Let's talk about Shout that out scale. Adam. And I just want to mention, yeah. my scale, uh-huh. as any red-blooded American scale yes. would be, yes. is actually one to 10. If there was a movie that was the worst movie I'd ever seen, maybe I'd give it a zero. Right. But the bottom of the scale is a one. Yes. And the top of the scale is a 10. Right. Now, I don't care where you put those. Maybe you got one ten or you got 10 tens. But Adam would grade it like you would be graded in school. So it was literally oh, so everything like falls into a 70. Right? Yes. So like, it, why have those other numbers? It doesn't make any sense. So I just want to be clear. Oh, Adam's wrong. So yeah, he's, I'm just saying my scale is on <laughs> the positive you, end and you're about right in the middle is yeah. what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't think it was necessarily an Oscar nominated no. movie, but I really enjoyed it. I really liked the performance of the, Rami Malek. The like Oscar buzz kind of is the only reason that I question all of it because I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. Um, obviously nobody gets it made Oscar like buzz. it made like a billion dollars and everybody seems to think it's fantastic and it won best didn't it win best picture of the golden globes yeah. pretty sure it won best yeah. picture yeah um th- there's just so many weird things to me about that because i think it's like not a very well-made movie i think some of the performances are okay well the editing has been called um, into question a yeah lot, i think it's garbage it yeah yeah but most um, people that go see movies like casual viewers yeah, are really just looking at performances yeah they don't even know they like the music they like the performances valid and that's why i bring it up so right. with Rocket Man, I think it's a way more competently made right, movie. Right, I sure. think it just is is a solid movie. But I also um, and then I think that um, Egerton is yeah, yeah. fantastic. I love him, and I hope love him he and everything. Gets some uh, you know uh, uh, some nominations for this. Right. I think he did such a better job than the rel- you know the relative uh, kind of copy. Performance of Rami Malek, um, and of course he won an Oscar. Even thought it, yeah, he even really yeah. thought about Rami Malek is doing an imitation, and Taron is yeah. like just doing an amazing job right. acting as a real right. human being that from his own core, presenting exactly from him as opposed character. to just right. The guy looked like this, and he sounded like this, so right. let's copy it. You know. Um, anyways, that's how I see it. Um, but I guess the point is, uh, I still left knowing that I think it's a really well-made movie and that I thought the star did an outstanding job. Uh-huh. I just left going, okay, I've, I've forgotten it already. I just don't care. This is interesting. Um, so I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I like Bohemian Rhapsody also, but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this movie. To me, I want to go into the performance stuff. Yeah. But first, let me just say that this movie was so much about identity uh-huh. Finding your identity right. and addiction to me. Mm-hmm. And like the the journey of all the music and the career and everything 
was the backdrop Secondary, to all of that. Absolutely. And it's very, it's very clear. It's not hard to figure out when you watch the movie. It starts on a beat that's like, we're going mm-hmm. to be about him and addiction and figuring out who he is and exactly. why did he get addicted and all these other things. So that to me felt almost more like, you know, like a, I don't know what kind of film I'd even compare it to maybe like an Ingmar Bergman or something like a, like Mm -hmm. a, you know, a film that's really about self and trying to figure out who you just said and trying to figure out who I am watching movies. Like the music and everything was so secondary. Whereas Bohemian Rhapsody to me, while I enjoyed it Mm -hmm. to me was really literally just about shallow. Here's what happened. Here's the arc of it. Like, we're going to tell you the story of this Mm -hmm. band and this guy and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But it's like when you watch a sports movie and you've got like major league and here's what happens. This team's losers and they're going to become winners and it's very enjoyable, but it's just, that's the season. That's mm-hmm. the arc. So you watch that movie and you're like, Oh, that's a sports movie about a team in a season. Right. And you watch something like bull Durham and it's about a guy who's in the minor leagues for the third time. And he's in love with a girl who's in love with the star pitcher. And he's got to mentor the guy. And like the baseball is really just a backdrop. Yeah. So I thought of these movies as so different that I wasn't really comparing them, even though I know what you mean. Like they've just come out back to back clearly they are taking place in the same type of world mm-hmm. but they're just so different to me and as long as far as the performances go i think about this a lot man I, i'm no actor i don't i don't sure. judge acting that harshly but it is interesting like the difference in like imitation acting mm-hmm. which to me can be very effective but it feels a little more like saturday night live to me where it's yeah. like that once they nail that character's mannerisms and stuff they've got the presentation of him Right. Versus somebody who goes what seems like full like method, mm-hmm. you know, and just embodies the character. And they may not sound like him at all. Did that. Yeah, I, that, I, I feel like that too. Very, I feel like they were two totally different very schools powerful. of acting yeah. for it. And um, I hope to see I hope to see him in some really good dramatic stuff. Me I mean, too. I, I, he can do anything as far as I, I'm concerned. I, I love him. He's uh, an outstanding, you know, kind of young guy. Uh, Both actors, though, did have adjustments made to their teeth. <laughs> did he actually or fake teeth ha- oh just in. because of the gap yeah, yeah just yeah, put the in the gap, gap okay right, versus right, the right. overbite so um, anyway that's the link very cool connects these two well okay so rocket man definitely higher on my list i saw quite a few movies but um the this week i resaw 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 um i saw again the biggest little farm uh with some friends Still i haven't saw seen that. bright i want to see that did so you much. see Brightburn? no that was another I, one i really want to talk to you about it after you've seen it because uh I'm I got, trying to I got thoughts. Well, yeah, Brightburn <laughs> and Biggest Little Farm um, are the two that I haven't gotten to that I want to see. Um, um, it's it's hard for me. I don't want to like spoil it, but I, I want you to see it so that we can talk about it, not right. because I want you to see. It. <laughs> right, right. Well, actually, Being, you you think Superman is your favorite superhero? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think there's ever been a really great Superman film, and I think we might have talked about this earlier on a pod. Ooh, um, bang, it's good. Man. There it is. So I I think Superman is the you know it's not I'm not saying anything controversial here. He's, yeah, yeah. He's the classic superhero, and he's the prototype for everybody. American. Yeah, the blueprint. Yeah. But because of that, he's almost too perfect to make a good movie. The only thing that's made me feel like you could make a, an adequate Superman movie yeah. and really make the movie well done, as right. opposed to just the character and the idea, is watching what they did with Captain America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, again, I'm not a huge Marvel fan, not a huge superhero fan, oh, but, man. So but good, when though. they brought him up to this, like the second one, Winter Soldier. So you see that on my desktop, on my computer here. I'm in the ah, middle of yeah. Captain America Winter Soldier um, because they're Did you not see it. that one? No, of course I did. I've You're seen it all, okay. but I'm going back because of uh, the TNC podcast we listened to. Right, they're, right, right. they're up to that one and gotcha. I'm only halfway through it. I haven't seen it since it came out. 
man, it's fucking yeah. good. It's Holy it's shit. to me one of like two yep. that I okay. that I like separate from the series. Like I'm not a huge fan of the whole thing, but yeah. I just like these as movies. I like these. And what they do that I think is so effective in that, in addition to how they film it and the acting mm-hmm. and everything else is done well. But um they bring this character in that it's so easy to get hammy and hokey and he's yeah. too righteous and you can't relate to him. What they do though, man, is they they make you a believer again. They, they put him in the midst of a world that's much more cynical right. than the time he came from. And he stands up and says, if I'm the only one left that's going to fight for this and this matters mm-hmm. to me, then I'll be the only one left. And that's okay. And that's kind of like the last Avengers movie where he's the only one standing before everyone comes and right, shows up and helps right, him, right, right. where it's like, I'm Spoiler. just going to fight till I die. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you sort, haven't, sort of. again, if not you haven't really. seen that one, that's not as old as city slickers, <laughs> yeah, but at yeah. this point you've probably heard yeah, something. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So Superman to answer your question yeah. is my favorite. And I know Brightburn is basically like what if Superman mm-hmm. came down, mm-hmm. became an adolescent teen and yeah. started killing everybody mm-hmm. or went that through that, the premise, those yeah. growing pains. It would uh, be terrifying. Check it out. Check it out. Well, I'd like to share if I can, we're, we're going to spend a little bit longer on uh current, current shit we're watching but uh i just want to share my thoughts on aladdin um i saw aladdin with uh with our friends nick and kellen and um shout out uh, to nick and kellen yeah i took i i i definitely went into it with low expectations because i i think as did i i I pretty much hate guy Ritchie at this point like what i don't i don't he has to really prove there that he can make a good movie again but anyways um but uh, I did take a, a a weed gummy, and it was very good. Um, <laughs> the fir- the first the first few gonna... the first few minutes, I was uh, hesitant about the movie, but by the end, I was sold, and I was having a blast. I don't know about uh, your theater, but okay. we were in uh, Emeryville, kind of near Oakland. Yeah. Um, and uh, the theater was a, pretty much a dance party by the end of it. Because wow. Of the fun like song at the end. The big, and everybody you know, was on weed everybody, gummies. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a given up there, but um, but. Just in terms of like the general vibe, it yeah, wasn't like, yeah, yeah. all right, well, that was dumb. Let's leave. It was, hey, that was a lot of fun. We had right, a lot of fun. Right. And um, and I'd like to read uh, this paragraph if I can. Um, <laughs> Please do. This is not a reflection of my um, my state of mind. It's a reflection of that uh, Siri dictation immediately after the movie wasn't doing a great job. And so I was just <laughs> dictating to my notes app, my thoughts. Um, yeah. But it, it, it is an insane paragraph. Let's do this. All right. So it says, it took me a really long time to understand the tone of the movie and what I would be watching and Halibut be changing bang, leaving them the same. It felt a little like a hallucination rather than a well thought out movie. It also seems like it was exactly the movie that a robot would make a robot algorithm or give them the prompts to make an Aladdin movie. It seems like all of the actual bearer of the movie was in the production design and the costuming and the visual of fact, which team all very much like different departments. Uh, the director, I've been mostly Dale at his job of making, <laughs> I thought I was going to make it through this Dale at his job of making a cohesive uh, pawn and story and vibe. Uh, it was significantly basically shot. The cinematography is boring. I um, want to point out so that's that it. <laughs> you, you, one, you use the word cohesive in that paragraph, which I love. Sure. That word's in there. But also, pawn is not P-A-W-N. It's capital oh, P-O-N. Yeah. Pawn. There. So well, as in like, that's I don't know what that is. Yeah, who knows? So uh, to, to, <laughs> to bring, to, was to put a cap on Aladdin, though, um, currently, as of right now, the uh, critical tomato meter on rotten tomatoes is at 56 and the audience score is 94 
the audience score is 94. Mm-hmm. God, we, you know, there's a reason they so crank out fall? endless, <laughs> endless remakes of this stuff because if the audience really does feel 94 about that, yep. then why would they not keep cranking these That's out? That's with 33,657 of their new verified ratings. So that so is no not Russian bots. bots. That's not bots. Well, presumably, we don't really know. But Maybe they, the Russian bots are the other 6%. But they say, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What if it's 100? They say that uh, this is a verified. People that have bought tickets verified. Uh, you know, whatever. Right. Well, I hate to be the big cynic, but I'm going to be. Um, so I went with my girlfriend. We did go in with low expectations, but this yeah. is also, it's important to say, this is Jess's favorite like of the old so like you're automatically going to be much more judgmental but it's not mine Mm -hmm. like it's not you know not not for me my mom and brother went and really loved it cool and told us you guys got to see it so we went in it just felt like uh the same as dumbo the same as all of these it's fine Mm -hmm. i didn't think it was a bad movie Mm -hmm. jess actually thought it was a bad movie but i was like no it's fine yeah i don't need it i don't think it's as good as the original and that's not my nostalgia going i can i'm not going to go into this but i could do a 30 minute thing about why i think one's better than the other right um it just felt less inspired more kind of let's check off each box and numbers getting through them um going through the motions yeah i didn't feel like they earned the um Really, the love story. It was weird because I remember the original. I haven't seen it in a long time, but just like. That's a good love story. It's great. Like they fall And, and in look, love. man, yeah. it, it is the cliche, but it's the cliche done well, mm-hmm. where like he sees her in the market and it's, wow. He's you obsessed. Know? And they skipped all of that bigger. here. Yeah. Like, he can't actually get bigger <laughs> right? in this movie. Yeah. No, you CGI those motherfucking eyes. <laughs> Whoa. No, but he swooped in to help her. Yeah. And it was much more like, oh, Aladdin's a good guy. He's helping a bunch of people. Right. Yeah. And that's fine. But then, like later, I'm telling you, just I'm ready for the new Terminator. Terminator. Yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're prepping. Ready. This is a commercial for Terminator. Anyway, so I'm we with you on all that. Yeah, we didn't love it. I, I kind of actually liked how they. I don't know if it totally worked or not, but but I liked they tried to do something with the genie and like actually giving him something he'd want to do in his yes. life and yes. having you know very good. That, that was cool. He's I liked not all just that. Going to Hawaii or wherever. But overall, I didn't think the Jafar guy was very effective. No, I didn't like my, Aladdin. That's the worst part of it. I didn't like either Jafar. of them to me. And yeah. I, I liked uh, her. She was good. Very and again, good, yeah. this is another thing. Now I'm going to say something that might get um, people angry, but. Awesome. Um, Go for it. But you know, that's what I do on this podcast. I, I don't know. I think you're the you're the straight. <laughs> I'm, I'm a real dick. No, um, but uh, you know, right now we're in this movement that I think is good, and it's it's me too, and it's giving women their stories and everything yep. else, and I think that's all great. But I was talking to one of my friends recently about this, and I was saying, you know right now it's so kind of awkwardly wedged in. It's like, hey, you know what else we need to do? We got to put that woman beat in to me. And I'm not just picking on this movie. Yep. I'm saying overall yep. to me, the song that they added while I liked the song mm-hmm. where Jasmine is walking away and she's like, I didn't will they, not be didn't silent. They add, oh, that song. Yeah. And they added turns. two songs. They gave her, her two. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not opposed to adding sure, songs. Sure, sure. That's fine. Yeah. But she turns back and it's like, I'm taking charge. Mm-hmm. And then she says, Hey, don't you serve us to the guard or whatever? And he does. And then Jafar immediately puts all those people in prison. It, it does nothing. You would never put right. that story beat right. in there. It, she doesn't actually solve anything. And I, I like that she stands up, but really she just fails immediately. So that to me is like the same as we need female stories. So they just plug a female into a male character and they don't get anything that's feminine about it. You know what I mean? Like they're not doing to me their due diligence of like bringing us actual female stories. And I'm not saying a female can't be a badass warrior, mm-hmm. but it's almost like they don't give them any characteristics. They're just like, look how strong she is. She's badass. And I feel like we're doing that over and over and over again. And I think it's good strides. It's I, I listen to a podcast, you know, unspooled where they sure. cover all the FS AFI yeah. stuff. And um, Amy Nicholson 
who reviews films that talked about this actually. She says, I like that they're trying. She's like, who knows what it'll evolve to? But I, but I, and I agree with her. She said, I think right now we're really just kind of shallowly trying to put them in, but at least we're trying to put them in. Mm -hmm. She's like, but I don't think we're to where we're actually doing female stories yet. That's kind of how I felt about that, I, that I song. I totally hear you on all that. I think though that the, the, uh, the end answer to all of that for now is that uh, we are not essentially the target market for this. That's true. Uh, so the target market for a live-action Disney movie right now are like seven-year-old kids. Yep, and it and works for everyone. They've probably not seen the original Aladdin. Maybe they will eventually, or maybe they did, but... Piss hands. But uh, but whether it feels wedged or poorly written, the fact is they will remember. For you sure. know, a seven year old girl will remember these beats in this movie, right? And so it might be totally wedged in, but that's not the point. The point is, yes, it's wedged in for that purpose. This is now, but yes. they could remember even better beats where she actually <laughs> saves the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, no, I, I know yeah, what you yeah. mean. And listen, yeah. like you, you're right. All of the kids that are going to all the Cinderella, every single one of these to me yeah. feels like a watered down rehash. Yeah. Where well, there's moments yeah. that I like in every one. Like there Beauty were moments the in Dumbo. Beauty I liked. and the Beast was really good though. No, I like Beauty I and the Beast. Look, I, there were moments in Cinderella that I liked. I'm really hoping that Lion King, and that is my favorite, so I will yeah. probably be we're, in judgment about I think we're all super, I'm hoping that one will excited. be equal to. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have like a lot of hope for that, but I'm just like, man, this could really knock it out of the park. The story's so good anyway. And visually it's gonna be incredible. So let's not let's not spend too much more time on this, but I want your thought on this. My opinion about uh, why some of these are working and some aren't, or at least a big part of it, um, is that the physics of the world of a movie matter, and the physics of um, of uh, Beauty and the Beast is largely grounded in reality yeah. until you get into the house. The house is magic. There's right. magical, uh, obviously, teacups and things, and he is a beast. Um, but uh, but a beast within, you know, it's okay. It's a creature uh, that looks, you know, humanoid sort of. Anyways, the point is that um, Aladdin, even though it's mostly humans, you still have um, a big cave that opens and closes and talks. Yeah. You still have... Um, uh, crazy running through the streets in a way that that doesn't happen. Um, and you have big uh, dance numbers and things that, you know, are, are uh, with a million elephants and right. animals and blah, blah, blah. Um, and they attempt to do all of that. And they attempted to do all of that in Aladdin. And I think what caught me was the filming of the physical world felt very jarring and weird. Um, Didn't work. Whereas in, uh, I, I can pretty much guarantee it won't feel that way in Lion King yeah. because Lion King is not based on those weird physics. Right. It's Lion animals. King's going to feel like Jungle Book, which right. works completely it, Exactly the point. Like the movie or not. And that's yeah, why I sure. think John Favreau is a good choice and why uh, they kind of know what they're doing with that. And that's why this one will hopefully be really good because I think it won't ring true to our subconscious right. or ring right. false to our subconscious. Or you're watching it and you're like, why is he moving this so slow? feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. Why is Aladdin not able to um, jump from roof to roof? He right. It's like right. he's struggling. Exactly. I took, I'm glad exactly. you brought this up because this was one of the big things I actually thought about throughout. There, there Again, there's nothing, I can't really blame them. There's nothing they can really do to yeah, solve it. Exactly. Unless they want to go full matrix and get wire yeah. work and spend months doing all that stuff. Right. But the running, yeah, all of that stuff felt a little bit like Indiana Jones 
Thrones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Oh, exactly. Me, just where I'm like, he's too old to climb these boxes now because he's moving too slowly for these guys not to shoot him. Right. And that's how I felt. They almost played it comedically mm-hmm. where he's talking. He's really just walking. Like, he's so cool about it. I'm going to walk. And then I'll slide away from them. Right. As opposed to like running full speed and jumping through windows right. like it was in the anime. Yeah, exactly. And you're yeah. right. The physics, that's a big um, And And what's what's interesting, though, is that they I think they succeeded with those weird physics in uh, Beauty and the Beast with the big Be Our Guest number. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And it's like, yeah, we got, d- d- you know, dancing and singing like h- household items. Right. And, but it looked good. And it looked yeah. like real almost um whereas uh, guy Ritchie, i think just did a poor job in the visual effects are just i think weird. that comes down to when you're making the human move that mm-hmm. is not cg'd at all right they're gonna it doesn't kind of fit in yeah like in beauty the and the beast yeah. she's sitting at the table she's not everything moving. else is moving. that's very true right. yeah, yeah. jungle book yeah. all the animals are moving the yep. one kid is running but mostly but he's just the running animals. yeah exactly yeah, and in this one it was like you got to have aladdin scale a wall well, so this means that uh, Little Mermaid's going to be terrible. <laughs> I've thought about this a bunch. Have they actually announced that? Is that actually yeah, I think, happening? I think too? so. I mean, I, I figured so. eventually yeah, yeah. they would do it. I'm pretty that sure. That one to me is... Yeah, they got Lin-Manuel the Miranda beginning. confirmed right. for the music. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That one from the beginning to me, that's my mom's all-time favorite. Okay. That was the beginning of the Renaissance period they talk about in the right. late 80s, early 90s, where they rattled mm-hmm. off Little Mermaid, Beauty, Beauty and the Beast, Beast, Aladdin, yeah. Lion King. Yep. And then that pushed you right into Pixar. Toy right. Story was exactly. the next So it was really the one that launched everything from the classic period to this current thing. And I thought about that when they first started doing remakes. I was like, there's something very weird <laughs> when they're not animated. When you put a woman in the scales and have them, fl- you know, flopping through the water. You're going to get Aquaman. It, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's it's a weird balance to try to make work. Good, but and I don't know we'll see. what we'll see. that'll look like. We'll see. So, anyway. Um, very good. We'll move on from the Disney nonsense. Um, uh, what else? Uh, I mean, the the I think the biggest thing happening for me right now is Chernobyl. Have you watched any of it? I haven't. I've heard really good things. It's uh, one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, everybody's By saying far. it's incredible. By far. Um, I, I think it's funny. <laughs> you, you've got written down here, highest rated show on IMDb, only three episodes. Well, so they yeah. just had their finale. I haven't gotten to it yet, but I think at the point where they had aired the third episode, it yeah. was already... Above Planet Earth 2, which was the right. highest rated on IMDb TV show. The interesting thing about rating shows, and I'm not saying it's not valid, but compared to maybe movies, is people start rating shows when they get attached to them and when they mm-hmm. love them. And then they go away. And three episodes in, and hopefully, look, that yeah. says a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. climb that quickly. Right. But also, Game of Thrones was second. Right. Jumped over the wire and Breaking Bad and all those right, things right. for a really long time. And it hasn't dropped as much as I thought. Right. But it dropped down to like five or six. Okay. As soon right. as the last episode came out, people of were like, fuck this show. You know what I mean? People are petty. Oh, look, it was still, yeah, it was still <laughs> a great ride. And, yep. you know, and yeah, all the, the criticism is valid. But uh, ranking shows is just an interesting, it's a different kind of thing. To me. Well, so Chernobyl's great and I highly recommend it. I just want to mention that uh, Craig Mazin, I think is his name, Mazin. He's the showrunner, creator, writer of it. Um, I don't know if you've looked him up, but he has insane not. credits for producing this dark realistic amazing show um he wrote rocket man <laughs> the original the, the original the one with harlan williams yeah, yeah, I know <laughs> he wrote going. scary movie three and four not one and two but three and four and he wrote hangover two and so he's mostly a writer but it's just like those are some insane credits to then 
come to Chernobyl. I'm super jealous. Yeah. And secondly, <laughs> this just proves that we're we're in a better era now for not boxing people into one thing or another. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Honestly, even when we were growing so up, more power to them. You couldn't Great bounce job. from comedy to to drama <laughs> right. or even TV to movies the way you do now. Right. And if you did, it was like this crazy. Um, hey, he's gonna do a comedy. You know, like the serious guy is gonna do it. Like when Robert De Niro came over and to go back to Billy Crystal and right. analyze this. Everybody's like, wait, he's doing comedy? It's weird, yeah. So it's like a thing. Yeah. But like what we're realizing now is like most of these people, they're competent performers and writers and directors. Yeah. The idea they that they can one. only do one genre right, right, is right. interesting. That's <laughs> like, little, I can only uh, tell uh, action yeah. movies, you know? Yeah. Anyway, but that's, that's, that is interesting that he's got <laughs> Scary Movie 3 and 4, oh, Hangover God. 2, and now Chernobyl. Rocket wow. Man. Gosh, um, it was great. Yeah, that Rocket Man's great. Call me mommy. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's the only line I remember from it. <laughs> I don't. I don't necessarily want to remember. Uh, but I, call me but mommy. Damn, Anyways, um, all right. So moving on. Uh, did you see anything else you want to talk about? Uh, well, I'm I'm saving one because it's going to be my hidden gem. Is, oh, this okay. Week. But is I, it this one that I have highlighted I, here? I okay. do think we should so. talk about the 1977 <laughs> uh, masterpiece uh, House. Or Hasu. Hasu? Yeah, I guess we could call it Hasu. Um, <laughs> House. And, and it is a, uh, a, a, a very much a cult classic in yeah. the sense of the word. Uh, and we went and saw it at the Newark Theater uh, um, on Santa oh, Boulevard. It was nuts. At a midnight screening. Um, and d- actually, tell them real quickly. Tell all the listeners out what? there about your experience with... We went. We were in a video store. Oh, sure. Well, before. Cinephile. So right. um, Cinephile is uh, kind of the last great uh, video rental store in LA, uh, pretty much. And um, it's right next door to the new art. And so beforehand, I went in there, and uh, the guy, I didn't get his name, but one of the main guys there, he uh, he was asking if he could help me with anything. I was just browsing around right before the movie. And uh, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to see House. And he's like, oh, cool, cool. Um, and then he's like, have you seen it? And I was like, no. And he was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, yep, yeah, no, I just have a friend who told me great things and uh, that uh, we need to see it. And uh, and yeah, just I, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't, you know, I was just like, yep, yeah, no, nope, I haven't seen it. He's like, oh, man, you get to see it for the first time <laughs> in a movie theater project. And he was just blown away. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean. With fans. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, that is amazing. He's like, I am so excited for you. And I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm I'm excited too. You know, because I don't have a frame of reference. I don't yeah, really know what I'm about. Well, to see. I didn't even know what I was seeing. I invited you. I didn't look up like anything about it at all. I just knew it was this cult movie that is midnight. Yeah. So any midnight showing is going to be kind of interesting. And um, and you know, I'm just it there is in my pajamas. Shit crazy. And uh, anyways, it I I really I really thinking back on it, I really enjoy it. I think it's super super special, and uh, I hope to see it again. Uh, I hope to see it again, yeah. maybe in the theater again, uh, just to kind of re- relive it. Yeah, it's, it's hard wild. to talk about yeah, because it's really. hard to put into words what the insanity You don't have any is. idea. It is a foreign- you need to see it to believe it. An older foreign horror comedy- um, Somebody it's, said it's listed he, as fantasy on, okay. uh, yeah, on uh, IMDb. Yeah. Well, it somebody uh, the the guy who actually presented the movie or announced it before yeah. we started said it was the inspiration uh, for Sam Raimi's mm-hmm. um, Evil Dead. Exactly. Yeah. Which very loosely, 
I okay. could see. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you're going into the house and stuff. But um, right, right. But yeah, the, it, it was really, really nuts. Uh, the, I mean, again, I don't want to go into details too much because no. again, I think we're going to be, we won't be describing it well. But I do no. want to say, what occurred to me while I was watching it, it is really interesting the stuff that catches on that is that breaks all the molds that doesn't follow any of the the things that we judge movies based on where we're right. like oh that was well developed and the character got here and the arc was satisfying yeah, this, or, or whatever you you said right visually <laughs> and well it made me think of i'm not putting it in the same category as something like the room right or if you've ever seen troll 2 which is another one people consider right. the worst movie of all time or or anything by ed wood right but when you look at this and you're like these people really made works of art and this one seems like too really with no regard for trying to check any boxes or trying to satisfy anybody. It's just like, look, I'm going to bring my creativity in and I'm just going to do this. We'll have a camera. Yeah. We'll film some people in front of it. What occurs to us creatively, we're going to do. Exactly. And you just go from there. And, a lot of people try that Mm -hmm. and there's no real rhyme or reason why one works or another one. Like you just said, it's special. I agree. Yeah. But there's no, I can't tell you why. No, I can't. And, and, and it's just one of those things where I'm like, I wonder why this landed and has lasted this long. And I thought, I think about it with a lot of things. So like the only person I think that operates like this for a full career that didn't just do one of these that people Uh are like, wow, is, um, oh gosh, now I'm going to, uh, David Lynch. Oh, sure. I figured you were going to say for some reason. David Lynch, his entire career has existed and people have accepted it where we, we throw rocks at people real quick when yeah. they, when they yeah, do something yeah. that we're like, Hey, what the fuck? Like, this is pretentious and I don't understand it. Yeah. You, you expect me just to go You're with you. You're saying like we give him a pass. I, I, uh, I like, guess it's because he got established so far ago, but yes, yeah. he's supported and yeah. I know he's not Steven Spielberg, but he's known mm. oh, and he sure. does shows and he does movies One and people favorites. will say, okay, he'll admit I have no outline for this. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. And whatever my stream of consciousness brings me, I'm presenting. Mm-hmm. And that's really his only explanation. It's very good. And it's awesome that he gets to do that, but I don't know why he gets to do that. Because <laughs> not everyone does. <laughs> Who gave you permission? And you can't specifically say he does it better than anyone else. Like, I enjoy a ton of his stuff. Yeah. I'm not saying he doesn't do a good job, but you can't say, yeah, he does that better than someone else because it's elusive. It's not something you can hammer down. Yeah. And that's what House made me think of. Well, that's, that, think no, of. that's entirely fair. I just, I really, uh, some, of, some of the visuals in that movie stay with me more than anything I've ever seen to the point where that's, I think, what I'm basing this on is that- We're back on House now. On House. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, not on, uh, yeah. on Lynch. But uh, I think that's the I think that's my reason for right. this being quote-unquote special. I just, right. it it just, I, I have a terrible memory and things disappear from my head so quickly. Um, and this one kind of like didn't. So, um, well, there are cuts and imagery and choices in this yes. that you, you could <laughs> never figure out why they did it, mm-hmm. but it is quite a ride and it's, uh, it's just nuts. And it came out in 1977. Yeah. And whenever any movie comes out around that time period, I always think Star Wars, Star Wars which <laughs> kind of changed the landscape of film. Right. And it's just, it's interesting. To this guy hadn't seen that yet. These came out the same <laughs> year. It's, it makes it even even better. Well, the, I mean, to, to put a little cap on it, the, the director, uh, I forget his name, but um, he was, I think the story is he was a commercial or like fashion commercial 
director. He had never directed oh. anything narrative, I think. Okay. Um, and, that makes sense. And, that and, and all the women in the movie, there's a bunch of these girlfriends, uh, you know, like five or six of them. Uh, they were all just models that were in his commercials. They had never acted. So I think that's wow. kind of the background of it. And that tracks. Awesome. That all makes yeah. sense because the, the visuals of it are so bananas and the there's not really a, a, a good narrative flow. It's more like almost a music video in parts. Right, right. Um, and, and they're all stereotypes. One's a karate expert. Right, one one right, eats right. a lot. You know, always right, has snacks. Right. So, they're just funny. Characters, yeah. Right, right. But um, anyway, super, super fun. Yeah, tons Anyways. of fun. Check it out if you can, especially in a theater. Yes. Uh, so yes. we can be excited for you. Exactly. Because that guy was excited for Kelly. That's how I know I'm a fucking movie fanatic, man, because you're telling me the story before we when we're in line about another guy getting excited for you. Yep. And it got me so much more excited. Well, and, the and then this he, is awesome. And then he passionate. and then he left. He was done with his, you know, shift and, and he walked by and he was, you know, he passed us in line. He's like, enjoy it, man. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So good. Yeah, very, so good. very supportive community. Anyway. Um, well, we got a few bullet points and news things happening. I'm very excited that uh, Rick and Morty has a uh, a a date now. November. Oh, I didn't realize that. Will be a new season. Um, and you know they got signed on for some crazy contract. I forget what it is, but the first few seasons of Rick and Morty were one at a time. Nobody knew if right, there would right. be another one. We Makes sense. just Justin uh, Royland and Dan Harmon notoriously, you know, were kind of like, oh, we don't know if there's going to be another one. We don't know if we want to yeah. keep. You know, it was kind of big. Um, but they signed some insane contract for like five seasons or eight seasons, some nutty contract. Right. Um, and uh, it has been since October 2017. The last episode aired. Like you just got caught yeah. up, but for yeah. the rest of us, that's yeah, a lot. But I knew how. So long we got it a full been. two years between seasons. Anyways, that's very exciting news. And that is legitimately. I'm not even a big like adult animation fan or anything else, but that is legitimately like as good a show as anything written. Yeah, ever. it's not yeah. even my kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I watch it. I'm just like, this is just as good as anything I can imagine. Yep. Kind of being being. Made. <laughs> yeah. I, in every episode, it feels that way. Like you yep. start to write it off and be like, no, I'm probably over. I'm probably giving it too much credit. And then you watch the next watch episode. Watch it again, like, or you watch fucking, the next one. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yep. Anyway, absolutely. it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, there's a bunch of stuff happening. Bunch of great trailers. Bunch, bunch of great, great trailers. trailers Termin- that I've seen all Terminator Dark Fate. Did you like this trailer? Yeah. I, well, you know what? I did. Um, I, I've told you this since Terminator 2. I love Terminator and Terminator 2 so mm-hmm. much. I love the, sure, yeah. the whole story. And then I've hated everything else that's been made. <laughs> but so, so I again, I, I go in with it kind of like, uh, I hope this is good. But having Cameron back on board and the way yeah. they bring in the original, the OG, the only Sarah feels, Connor. To me. Feels cool. Makes feels me excited. Feels really cool. Part of the problem is kind of that once you've done the, the is it the T-1000? Mm-hmm. It's the liquid metal. There's kind of no topping that. We're getting a, another liquid metal guy. Versions. Yeah. So that's part of the problem. It's just that you can't up the stakes he, and elevate he, the d- He doesn't look so far very menacing. Um, these are my just c- a couple of initial thoughts. The the guy they cast as that, you know, bad Terminator doesn't seem that menacing. And, uh, and, uh, um, Mackenzie Davis plays another maybe Terminator. We don't know. Right. That's kind of like um, I love her. I think she's fantastic. Um, but that also seems like weird casting. I don't know. I I don't. The trailer doesn't grab me so much. But uh, but I think the the concepts of you know Sarah coming back right. and uh, obviously a T eight hundred being there. Yeah. We don't know about. Uh, well, here's here's a fun yeah. story about it. Um, <laughs> so Jess's sister Melissa, shout out to Melissa, was sitting with us the other day. And she apparently sat down to watch the original Terminator with a friend or, or something. Okay. And, and realized this is perfect timing now. Yep. 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 Terminator. Yep. Um, realized that she had never seen the original Terminator. Oh no! So she was watching <laughs> and she was like, 
why is he bad? <laughs> she went backwards. Which, she did when, the opposite. When you think about it, we, we know so much now, the series. Yeah. It's almost like the Rocky movies where you're like, no, they weren't all music videos. They used mm-hmm. to be real gritty and actual yeah, yeah, human yeah. story. It is funny to think that this was originally conceived as mm-hmm. Arnold being the scariest, most threatening, never stopping, coming after mm-hmm. the thing. And really, the way the series has gone, he's kind of a good guy the rest of the time. Like, Pretty I know much, he comes yeah. back, but like, he was the original villain, and she just never thought of him as a villain at all. He was always the protector. Yeah. And we were just laughing our asses off because she was like, I was like, wait a minute, Arnold is bad? And that's the whole yeah. origin and concept. But yeah. people, she didn't even know. So that just that's cracked fascinating. Me up. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Um, there's a lot of good. And speaking of Arnold, did you, did you see the video of him getting drop kicked? Yeah. And this <laughs> is what makes Arnold so incredible. First of all, any celebrity being out, this is why they're all crazy. Like some motherfucker just ran up and just jumped from well, distance it, it, and yeah, ninja and kicked. He him. was in South Africa at a uh, at a uh, kind of a weightlifting oh. competition that's at like a, a a location named after. It was like the Arnold blah 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 competition. It was a totally named after him thing. And he's down and there right with fans. Some, yeah, he's just like signing, signing stuff, autographs smiling. hanging out i mean and uh he's such a positive guy generally you know in public and everything and some guy ran up and kicked him in the back here's the coolest and part he about sort it. of fell but he seemed like not hurt and he didn't not fail really fall so he how old is arnold 100 at this point? <laughs> i mean i know he's in great shape but he's like he's old now he's got to so be 70 he's standing something. there without any he can't see this guy at all it's from no, right behind no, no. Him, dead behind him so coming at a six o'clock yep jumps up Leaps from distance because yep. there's multiple angles. Kicks him in Contacts the center of with, the back. With both feet. Yep. Falls down. The he puts falls. so much into yep. it. He doesn't even land it. And Arnold <laughs> kind of stumbles forward. But when you watch the multiple angles, he immediately releases like a, a pressing later. tweets yeah. out. Uh, barely felt it. You know, yeah. look back to see if someone had bumped into me. And you're sitting there and you're like, this is great because anyone would would release that to yeah. put the guy down and make yeah. him feel ashamed. But then the video kind of supports it. Like uh-huh. he stumbles forward, but he yeah. does not fall down. The guy who kicks him falls flat <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> and I'm just like, this motherfucker. Well, if you tried to kick, kick a tree, you're going to fall. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's, it was awesome that he didn't super fun fall at all. I don't so know. anyway, have we ever told the story on this podcast? I can't even remember. I know you know the story, but of when Arnold Schwarzenegger came into our friend Kevin's store, um, North oh, North at North Face. Face? I don't remember. And I know, I've heard this story, but I don't remember what it is. Just epic. It like uh, you know, Kevin's not not the most uh, uh, maybe pop politically didn't line up with Arnold. And this sure. Arnold yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The uh, the governor. governor. Yeah. But he's walking through the store, and he's like, I immediately saw why this guy had a career, why he couldn't go away, why he got into politics. He's just the most charismatic guy. He mm-hmm. over in two seconds. Right, right, right. Or not, he just right. got that thing. Right. He's like, and he's walking through the store and he gets to the checkout counter. Everyone's kind of gathering around. And they and the guy that was helping him said, you know, I just got to say, like, you were you were always my hero growing up. You know, I just want, I just got to say that. Sure. And, he, and he immediately, without missing a beat, says, well, I'm not your hero now. <laughs> you know, like, does like the, I, I, was, I was your hero. So everybody's laughing, everybody's enjoying it. And they asked him if he wanted a bag. And he said, no, you, you saved the bag. You save the bag, and then you save the world. That was a terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger, but this is like a great story, like an amazing really celebrity great. story. One of my all time. I can favorites. picture Kevin telling this story. Oh, now. he's yeah, so much he's better. Good. He's really Should've good. Should have had at him on doing it. it. He's really good at it. Oh, it was great. Um, anyway, so that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> excellent, True excellent hero. stuff. Um, cool. There's all kinds of news. There's a Back to the Future musical coming out in uh, yeah, in England. Heard about that? They're doing twelve weeks in Manchester, and then it's moving to the West End. It's supported by Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis. You know, right. people who made right. Back to the Future. So it's very much part of the 
part of the the franchise, right? Um, kind of officially, and uh, that's very exciting. I, I guess I'm going to have to go to London. <laughs> well, look, two things I definitely want to cover here. Uh, what did you think of the Rambo Last Blood trailer? It's great. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for the last one because I've been a, a Rambo fan sure. going back to when I was a kid. That was another one, just kind of like what you said about the Terminator. I, I wasn't like overwhelmed. Stallone is so awesome. He is, he I is just, the man. He, I, to me, he is even. Arnold has, like we were just saying, something, but Stallone has something else. And there, I want to watch Stallone, I think, more than Arnold right. or any of these other people yeah. because I think Stallone is a little more accessible and. Uh, I don't know. He just is great. He's the American dream in terms of film. I mean, he's the guy who, sleeping in the car, wouldn't give the movie away, made it, wrote it, was the star, launched his career, became an action star, kind of went away, then came back, Mm -hmm. became an even bigger icon. You know what I mean? And then he'll pop up. Like, I don't know if you follow him. Like, I'll follow him on Instagram. He'll pop up, and he's just such an art fan. Mm -hmm. So, like, he's out there, and he's like... At art galleries and like this is incredible. It's just stuff that you wouldn't think. Like he's no. the muscle bound action guy, no. but he's very interesting, man. And even yeah. when he's like, even when he sometimes seems not qualified enough to be talking with such you know passion about yeah, certain yeah. things or presenting certain things, it's like same as Arnold. He wins you over because it's just like I'm not going to stand in the way of this guy. Yeah. Like he's just he's all in it. He's all passion right. and everything else. And he's kind of awesome, man. I agree right. with you. I agree. The other thing is uh, definitely the Batman, the new Batman casting. Robert Pattinson cast in Matt Reeves' The Batman. Um, Matt Reeves has a great track record. He directed Cloverfield years ago, but he did Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War of the Planet of the Apes, War of the Planet of the Apes. Those are both just so friggin' fantastic. Um, So, yeah, and and also Robert Pattinson has been in some great stuff. I mean, Lost City of Z from a couple years ago, we both saw that. That is outstanding, that movie. That, His that, little independent stuff that. has been really good. Everybody thinks of him just from Twilight, and I understand yeah. why. No, um, but forget that. And I never even saw like really any of those, maybe clips. But uh, he was in Good Time last year. That was right. outstanding. He was in High Life, which I really hated this year. But uh, he was great in it. He's right. that's part of it. Right. Um, so I'm really on board with all that stuff. Um, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I'm not excited, but I don't care. Um, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Now that they're doing so many, I find myself less... Uh, up in arms about stuff. You know what I mean? Like it used to be like, Hey, they cast Christian Bale. Right. And I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. George Clooney was the last Batman. And I didn't even think of that. I thought of, I still was thinking of the Tim Burton original. Yeah. yeah. So it was almost like, Oh, now we got a new Batman 10, 15 years later. Now the fact that we're getting it's like boom, 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 a, a second new Batman yep. since Christian Bale, which I feel like just right. happened. You know, we already had the Ben Affleck mm-hmm. time. Right. Um, it's kind of like when there's that many, well, you know, do you cares. think they're gonna? I, I don't know anything about DC's strategy, but are they gonna get? Are they gonna kind of uh, get it into the general vibe of what the Joker seems to be? Because that would be cool. Maybe I'm, I'm I, into that. I do know that it was announced that they are not uh, tying it into Aquaman and any of the all the okay. stuff they've been building. This is kind of cool. where DC's in trouble a little yeah. bit because like they're they've splintered. established things and they're trying to yeah. keep them going, yeah. but they're also restarting other things that didn't work. Right. I don't know. It can't all work as well as Marvel's thing worked. I mean, that was probably as we'll see. As anything, I love but, Batman. But anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens as far as that goes. Um, I did want to mention since I just brought up Ben Affleck. Yeah. Uh, tragically, um, if you haven't seen it yet, Reindeer Games is no longer streaming on uh, Netflix. Did but it leave Netflix. The good news is the minute it left Netflix, came to Amazon. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you guys can still check out Reindeer Games. 
I just want everybody to know. Awesome. Hopefully it'll be around in the holidays. Yeah. It really is a holiday heist film. That's awesome. Uh, as much as it's anything. But. Um, our, I mean, I think one of the biggest things coming up is uh, the new Picard uh, Star Trek TV show. Um, what's really fun about that is that the teaser trailer is basically just showing off Picard's vineyard. Um, and, uh, you know, there's some bottles of wine. So I just spent a, a bunch of days with uh, one of my best friends, Tom. He just got married on Saturday. Congratulations, and, Tom. Uh, yeah, Tom. Going to happen to um, nicer guy. Love you, buddy. Anyways, the, uh, the funny thing is Tom's very into the uh, wine scene community. He knows a lot about it. Right. Um, and, uh. He <laughs> spent a really long time looking at a still frame from from that teaser, <laughs> like uh, picking it apart and uh, trying to uh, dismantle uh, their their kind of uh, storyline of uh, why why Picard has this vineyard and why it is called what it is. I don't know anything about it, but yet again, Tom, I know you just got married, <laughs> but this is no excuse. You need to call into our show, yeah, and leave us a leave us a voicemail. We need to talk about Game of Thrones. We need to talk about Lord of the Rings, and we need to. Talk talk about uh, all of your shout thoughts outs do we have to on give you the uh yeah exactly <laughs> on the um, <laughs> on the picard uh you know wine uh i i'm not even going to do it any justice by trying to describe what you told me so well, anyways for, for any big trek fans and um i'm sure there are some of them out there other than just you and me but yeah. um i kind of liked of course yeah he's vineyards and you know his family history but if you remember the last episode of the TV show, mm-hmm. I know this is going back things. a ways, when they flash forward, mm-hmm. he's working the venue. So it's kind of cool that that kind of ties in, too. I think, uh, I think we're going to be in a good place with this show. I, I really hope that they um, they do it all justice, and it feels like they're going to based on, yeah, all this initial vibe and everything. Right. So, um, so that's really cool. Well, um, is there anything else you want to uh, discuss before I uh, throw out a hidden gem for our- No, give us a hidden gem. So this is one I kind of saved when you asked me what did I watch this week yeah. because I actually showed my girlfriend uh, an action movie that I love uh, from the late '90s called The Jackal. Oh, with I Bruce fucking Willis. love The Jackal, yeah. which I've which seen. No that. one knows. I've seen that so many times. But everyone who's seen it likes it. I don't know anybody who doesn't like I've it. I've probably seen The Jackal a hundred times. So yes. great. Yes. Uh, early role for Jack Black. Yes. He's fantastic in it. Oh, J.K. Simmons the, is one of What the happens agents. to Jack Black is one of the most oh, gruesome horrific. things I've ever seen. It gave me nightmares film. when I first uh-huh. saw it because I yep. saw it when I was maybe like 13. Sure, me too. 13. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a story yeah. of the, the most badass I was a lot assassin. younger than <laughs> that definition. Shut, shut the fuck up, Kelly. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry I even brought this movie up. No, great was action two. movie. No, I'm for, for people who are action fans, we talked about strong female characters. Uh-huh. The Russian oh, God, uh, the, soldier yeah, yeah. that helps she's them. She's more badass than anybody. Than any female I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And she's awesome and unapologetic and fully formed yep. as a character. Yep. Uh, Richard Gere. Um, but Bruce Willis plays the unstoppable assassin. And about halfway through the movie, before it gets really brutal, Jess turned to me and she's like, is it bad that I'm rooting for him? No, nope. the killer that's kind of like, <laughs> no, they kind of almost present it that uh-huh. way and get you on board before things get just so gruesome that you're yeah. like, okay, we have to go the other way. But also, Sidney Poitier, uh-huh. as the older statesman kind of FBI agent, great. that is fucking great. And great why is Sidney Poitier in that movie? Nobody knows, <laughs> but it's awesome. Excellent. It is casting, an awesome yeah. action movie. Check it out. Um, oh, the it, it really is good. The pace is great, even by today's standards. It's just fun. Mm. It's got those James Bond elements. It, it made me want size. a Dodge minivan. <laughs> I know. Inc- that's maybe the nicest compliment you can give that movie. It makes you want a Dodge minivan. Another fun beat in that movie is he does go into an internet cafe, which oh, immediately sure. took me back to GoldenEye with other sure. spy flicks, where it's yeah. like, you got to go get online of somewhere. Era oh, yeah. And he's, he's uh, what, can I get online here? And you hear the dial up. 
you know what I mean? It's just incredible how things uh, have changed. That's a, anyway, great, that's a great gem. Yeah, check out the cool. Jackal. The Jackal is fantastic. I'm sorry we're just not going to have enough time to go into the Amazon Lord of the Rings series this week, but maybe if no. Tom calls in. But I do I do have a Tom-related outro. Um, uh, at his wedding, uh, our buddy Nick played, uh, played a very special song to walk them down the aisle. Uh, there's a story related to it that's really cute. But anyways, we're going to outro with this uh, live recording of Nick yeah. Grishkoff uh, playing a very special version of Jurassic Park. So here we go. <laughs> they, they walk down the aisle to this.